that their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Kaiser doesn't see him. Ball is out. There always seems to be one team further behind. Welcome to the Brown Notes, where we let them rip on the Cleveland Browns. Wait a minute. Were you expecting someone else? No, this is Rico. Scott's off on assignment. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but we'll find out if he makes it back in one piece. Hopefully so. Let's pray. Anyways, I got a special guest with me tonight, my good friend Brandon and passionate Browns fan. Battered as well, just like me and Scott are. Brandon, how you doing? Doing great, Rico. Doing great. Awesome. How are you doing tonight? Doing fantastic. I'm ready to let the, get this thing started. So one thing I'm having a little bit of trouble with is that we've got another victory. We got two in a row now. Just coming off the victory against Houston, I'm not feeling real good about that win, though. It was kind of weird, wasn't it? It was it was a little sloppy, you know. The little defense stepped up, but uh, yeah, the offense looked a little rough, wouldn't you say? I mean, did the defense step up, or is Houston really that bad? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Houston is that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, so so by by the time um, of the of this recording, we we've got Deshaun back after seven hundred days, and we've also got. Baker Mayfield with a 98-yard uh, game-winning drive against the Raiders. So after two days with the playbook, so having seen that, uh, are you worried? It, a, are you worried a little bit about just the a, just a little bit? Got some sweaty palms there, I would say. Um, sweaty palms. Do you have faith? Do you have faith in your new 200 and whatever million dollar quarterback that he can put it together in? And I believe 30 million dollar hairs, they say sometimes. Doll hairs. The way the way Baker looked last night though, it I mean it was beautiful. Yeah. Crazy. You really right? have to give him credit. Uh unexpected. Especially yeah. after what being there, what he got there Tuesday? Yeah, two days with the playbook. So are you are you worried in the least bit about Deshaun? You worried yes, about that? I'm a little how bit worried, worried. How, how worried how worried are you? I mean, I would hope that he can bounce back this week against Cincinnati, but the way he looked, I mean, he really looked really bad. He was, what, 12 or 22? I believe, what, 131 yards? or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it was, I mean, it was brutal. And what, he was throwing ground balls all day? I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like the whole, the moment was a little big. I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's thrown a lot with, with guy some high school guys up in Cleveland. He's had plenty of, you know, not live reps, but he's had plenty of reps. I just feel like the moment was huge. And just think, man, you're off 700 days and do you have the weight of the entire state of Ohio, Northern Ohio on your shoulders to bring you back from this shit season that we've had so far. Thank you, Joe Woods. Um, and I just feel like the pressure was just a lot, but I think, um, 
you know, they did the right thing. They kind of eased them along. They ran the ball a lot. Um, uh, Kareem Hunt didn't look too bad, don't you think? Whoa, one of his best games that he's had in a while, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, I think so, too. I, I think he he had a nice game against Houston. Um, Nick Chubb was Nick Chubb, of course. But the thing I'm wondering about, you know, they they want to bring um, Nick Chubb along, right? They they Or not Nick Chubb, but they want to bring Deshaun Watson along solely. They don't want to put his feet to the fire too much. Nick Chubb only had, what, 13, 14 carries, something like that? Yeah, very low carry. Very low uh, carry, 80 yards. So this probably could have been a game where Nick Chubb could have had 20, 25, 30 carries, right? Don't you think? They need to feed the beast. He needs feed to get the at, beast. Least, at least 25 carries, I would say, every game. Yeah. Well, so that kind of leads me to my question of the night. So I think consensus among us battered Browns fans is that Nick Chubb is on a pitch count. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, do you feel that same way? Oh yeah. I mean, the way he's been carrying the ball, well, I think he's at 217 carries this year attempts on the whole yeah. year. I mean, he, he needs, he needs to touch. I mean, when you get Henry at, he's at 258, you get Josh Jacobs, including last night after last night game at 269. If he's your lead back and I would almost borderline say your, your best offensive player period, yeah. he needs to touch the ball a little more. I think so too, but I'm wondering, so there's, there's, I guess there's two schools of thought on this and maybe we can work this out. Um, school of thought. Number one is what it looks like they're doing. It looks like they're giving him enough carries for him to produce at a high level. But on the other hand, they're not giving him too many. It looks like they're trying to extend his – this has been talked about ad nauseum. looks like they're trying to extend his career as long as possible. So I guess we have a choice here. Do it, What would be better for him? What would be better for the Browns? Would it be better for, for the Browns and him? Or maybe this is two different answers. Would it be, would it be better for him or the Browns for him to just blow it out like Derrick Henry, 25, 30 carries a game, but maybe only get another season or two out of him? Or is it better to give him just enough carries to make, help win the game? Everybody's a little bit frustrated. Honestly, I think Nick Chubb looks a little frustrated when he's on the sidelines. It looks like he wants the ball a little more. And give him – 12, 1300 yards a season, maybe finish a second or third in rushing every single year, but you get three or four more seasons out of him. Where do you stand on this? I think one of the most frustrating things is, is with him, him not getting the carries or the attempts that he normally gets is we do have a good backup running back with cream hunt. Who's not playing at the level that he's normally been playing at, I would say. So it's frustrating to, to not see Nick get the touches. So to, I would say what's best for the team is to run Nick. And I would hope Nick would, would want what's best for the team. And he's always been that type of player. He's always been team first. So, I mean, if it's, if the game script comes out, run, run him 25 times a game, which I would think he wants, then yeah, hands down, do it. do what's best for the team. I mean, the guy, all the guys always want the ball, right? They all want touches. Are you, are you, uh, I kind of in the I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. I mean, the guy, uh, the guy has proven. You know, okay, let's go back to when he was drafted. 
What was the big what was the big concern about him when he was drafted? Remember his knee, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's worried about the knee. He blew it out in college, and everybody was worried, and that's why he was what a second round pick, right? Because people were worried about his knee, and yet before the draft, there were videos of him squatting like five hundred pounds with that so called bad knee, and he's done nothing. Yeah, he's been hurt a few times, but everybody gets hurt. But dude, he's he's squatting six hundred pounds in the off season. I think the guy has demonstrated that he's pretty durable and that you could probably get, I don't even think 25 carries is that much. I think you could probably give him 20, 20, between 20 and 25 a game. Don't, don't you think that? No, easy, that that's easy, not going to hurt him, right? Easy. Always. You, you, you come in, you let him, you let him control the, the line of scrimmage early in the game in the time of possession. If you can run the ball, establish him, him first, first. Oh, I'm so sorry. Apologize about that. Establish him first because he's he's your number one player offensively, and with with coming into this game with Amari Cooper being questionable, I think you have to run him. You have to. I mean, Brandon, they're toying with my emotions, man. They're they're just they're just teasing me. It's like a big tease. Like I get to I get to like thirteen or fourteen carries, and it's maybe like the third quarter, and I'm like, okay, here's the day when they're going to listen to me and they're going to give him like 10 carries in the fourth quarter and put this thing away and prove to everybody why he's the best back in the NFL. And then he's standing on the freaking sidelines on like third and two. <laughs> third are, you and worried, two. are you worried about Kevin Stefanski's play calling? Yes. At all. At all. It yes. remotely were. Yeah. Tell, face, tell, face always buried in the sheet, always buried in the sheet. I mean, he walks around just boom, boom on the sideline, face buried in the sheet, play calling sheet. That is, yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's, he, there's there's certain aspects where I feel like this whole season there's been there's been certain calls, decisions that he's made, not going for the three and things like that, not taking the points because yeah, he's been you, buried in a play sheet. He doesn't yeah. pay attention to the defense. I don't have a problem with. Um, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. So I kind of, I know Scott and I have talked about this a little bit, but um, I I'm okay with, I'm okay with using analytics to, because it's exactly what it is. It's a great tool to help you decision make. Right. And I really don't have a problem with that, but when you, ha- I, some guys like, like uh, the cat McVeigh, right. From, from, from the Rams. This guy can clearly be the head coach and call the plays at the same time. Um, what's his face from San Francisco? Why can't I think of his Kyle name? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan can clearly call the plays and be the head coach at the same time. But not everybody can do that, right? Yeah, well, I, I will say this about Kevin. His first script plays, the first 15, beautiful. I mean, he marches down. We usually score. He's pretty, he's pretty good at that. But it seems like after his first 15, he gets a little nervous. He he runs a lot of stretch plays yeah. with, with Nick instead of running Nick in between the tackles. He runs a lot of tight end, tight end reverses, too, to a certain extent. That, that gets a little scary. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I feel like after that, that fir- the, first, the first series of plays is just planned phenomenally. But then when – when it comes to in-game adjustments where you have to, and listen, I, just for, for all of you buddy people out there that just happen to accidentally stumble upon this podcast and might hear me, 
I am not claiming to be like film breakdown guy. I've said this before. I'm not film breakdown guy. I'm just a battered Browns fan. But in my opinion, I just feel like when it comes to making, you know, after that first series and you have to start making some in-game adjustments, I think he has a little bit of trouble with that. And Nick Chubb is suffering from, from, from that. I don't really care if they're trying to extend his season two or three more years on top of, you know, they're trying to get as much out of him as they can. And I get it. Right. But that's a dude, you know, I don't think you have to worry about that with that guy. He needs the touches and the team's going to benefit from it. Right. Oh, I would think so. But let me ask you this. Do you, do you think Kevin Stefanski is a puppet? Does he have any say so in anything that he really does? That's a really good question. I mean, they, he, they, they've all said, they've all said numerous times that is a, I'm using, nobody can see me, but I'm using quote fingers, quote fingers, um, uh, collaborative effort, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which means, um, and, and I think, uh, haven't we heard that during the games, he's got like 75 people in his ear telling him about tendencies <laughs> and what plays the call. So, is he a puppet? I feel like to to a certain extent, he probably has a little bit of autonomy, but he probably doesn't have that much. So I think to to answer your question, I feel like he probably is a little bit of a puppet in that. I mean, it's hard to tell, man. Does he does he want to go? Does he want to go rogue and just do his own thing? And, and is are the are the 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 walking computers talking him out of it? I mean, what do you think is going on there? I, I think I think John D. definitely has a lot a lot more power than he than he probably should in that situation. Watching films and doing certain things like that with Kevin and making certain decisions. I, I wonder if he makes certain game calls, and I wonder if he even was the one that, that says protect protect Nick in that situation. Man, Don't that dude Nick over twenty carries. Depot operates in the shadows, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been here since. <laughs> since you know what? Day one, uh, I, I guess. Mean, you know, to, in his defense, he wanted Stefanski before they hired him. And then when they hired him, he won coach of the year. I mean, it's it's not only only one guy a year wins coach of the year. And you have to do something good to be coach of the year. But, yeah, man, Depot, I really, really, man, I wish I was a fly on the wall in his office. I, just, I want, just here. Yeah, I just want to see just how involved he really is. Um you know who really worries me? I don't know. Do, do you know who JW is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much does JW? Yeah. How much does JW worry you? Well, I mean, he's, he's going to be in charge eventually, so we'll definitely have oh, to see with that one. Well, and that's true. He's going to be the guy, right? I don't. I don't think they've announced that officially, but I think that's it's going eventually, that way, I think right? Down the line, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think when when Jimma decides to call it a day, I think uh, old JW is going to be the guy. So. As long, you know what? I don't really care. I, I, I don't care if I, I don't care if my kids the the running the team. You know what I mean? As long as you do a good job, right? So who who really knows? I know yeah, as long as as long as they can hopefully move in the right direction, which I mean I, I, I think we're doing that now and hopefully going into next week, you know, Deshaun can bounce back. I think that would be a, a key situation because Coming in, Cincinnati is hot right now. They're playing at a very high level. Joe Burrow is no joke. I mean, I know they've been struggling against us, but they're going to get a get-right game eventually against the Browns. Hopefully it's not this one. 
and this would be a perfect game for Deshaun to at least hopefully give two touchdowns. Can, maybe. can we can we can we maybe get Nick Chubb twenty carries? Can oh, we you have that? to. Can we I do mean, that? If, if we don't, we we can't win this game. So I so yeah, go ahead. You, I mean, you need at least. I would say Nick needs at least almost thirty touches. Oh, I don't think they're going to give him thirty. Total. Man, I mean, that, he, gosh, he, he that would get be twenty-two. If he if he had if he had close to thirty touches, oh my god, I don't know if I'd be able to contain myself. <laughs> That'd be sweet, man. Um, you know what? He's got to, dude. Are we? So it, it sounds like it sounds like we're in agreement that we don't re- really think that trying to tack on another two or three years is something they need to worry about. I think we're in agreement that. They should just let her rip, man, and just use the guy because he he wants he wants the ball 25, 30 times, and he's a stud, right? He's a freaking he's a freaking Ferrari, man. Like you let that dude just let her go, man. I think we're on the same page with that, right? Oh yeah, open it up and let him rip. On Nick. the other, oh God, man, I just please, can he get? Hey, man, whatever for what it's worth. Remember when he gets the ball twenty times, they're undefeated, right? And and that means everything. There, there's nothing else to that picture, right? That's and that should be the script. <laughs> so, one more question. I want to I want to I want to bring this up to you and just get your opinion on this. When I, when I saw this, it it kind of made me think a little bit. Maybe made me think of LeBron a little bit. So, a story came out not too long ago where a referee um, told Miles Garrett. Because we all know how much he freaking gets hold, held, right? It oh, seems it seems content. like every play, right? Content. Yeah, it's a joke, and it's not even like it's not even it's not even like with marginal holding calls. They're like in your face holding calls, right? So let me hit you with this. So a referee told Miles Garrett, "The reason why you don't get a lot of holding calls is because you fight through them." And that's why he doesn't get as many holding calls. So we all clearly that's ridiculous. But my question to you is, would he get that same treatment from referees? Um, and would he be told that by the referee if you were playing for a different team other than the Cleveland Browns who are really easy to bash and hammer? Would he get that same treatment if he was on a different team? Say like, you know, uh, uh, maybe maybe the, the 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 Ravens or a team that has a consistently better record that has a little better reputation and isn't the doormat of the league like the Cleveland Browns constantly are. Would he get the same treatment if he were on a different team? So normally, I would say if he was in the Nick Bosa or Micah Parsons situation, Dallas or 49ers, the way those two guys are playing this year, I would say no. But I think since we signed Deshaun and everything was going on with that, with the offseason stuff, I think that we have definitely took a hit with the NFL to a certain extent. I would say he's been getting awful calls all game. For miles, and that that could possibly be why. Not for sure, but if if he was on another team last year, I would say no. They, but this year, yeah. Interesting. Sure. Yeah, because I kind of thought that too. I, I'm kind of like, 
you know, it's really easy for something like this to happen in Cleveland, right? That's one of those OIC moments, right? Oh my God. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> how many OIC how many OIC moments that we had? And this just feels like another one of those OIC moments where you never listen, man, how many times and, and you've been watching football for a long time. How many times have you ever heard that where a referee has said, well, we're not going to give you the blatant holding calls because you fight through them. How many times have you heard that ever since you've been watching football? <laughs> uh, never. <laughs> never. Exactly. So isn't it a coincidence that this freaking happens with the Cleveland Browns, right? This is the kind of shit that only happens with our football team. I can't always take go, it. Always me. going through hell and always going through hell and turmoil with us, right? Help me Browns cope with always this. make a struggle. Well, I, I mean, need, the, I, I need help dealing with this. This elixir, hopefully, is going to be next week. We we got to win. We got to establish. Got to build. Hopefully, on our three game win streak. Yeah. But but how do we do that? How yeah. does Deshaun bounce back next week to help us? Who knows? <laughs> cope and, with and our struggling team. That's true. And and by the time people hit this podcast, we're already going to have an answer to that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know especially after the Houston game, I have no idea what to expect from him. I don't know how much he's going to bounce back. He's obviously going to, but I don't know to what extent, man. I, I don't, what do you think? Well, David, David coming back helps. I, yes. I think with, I think having him be hopefully, and I'm pretty sure he's playing. I think helps he's going for sure. to. Uh, Jared Wills, I mean, he needs to step up. But we're not going to have we, – we might not have an Amari Cooper on Sunday. Yeah, he's how much is, right now. How much, is, how much is that going to hurt? Big time. Big time. Big who's time. Gonna, who's going to take his place? Donovan Peoples Jones has to step up. Well, and then you're going to put David Bell in the number two, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, – and again, by the time people listen to this, we'll already know the answer. Um, who's going to who's gonna be the third guy? No, Njoku. No, I you, mean, you, who's going to be your slot? Wise, who's going to be your slot guy now? That new cat that they signed off the the, the that was released the the kick returner. Oh, I mean, you know, it's, I it's, don't even do it. I do do shorts. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna test you. Right, you ready to be tested? Yep. Name name Cleveland current Cleveland Browns receivers not named Amari Cooper, David Bell, or Donovan Peoples Jones. Ready go. Oh, uh, oh my God! I should know this off the top of my head. I'm struggling, struggling. That's a problem, right? Because I that can't is a problem. I can't do it either. Anthony Schwartz, what? Michael Woods. Uh, oh, Michael Woods. That's right. That's um, gonna be your slot guy. Michael Woods will be your slot oh guy. Right. True. Schwartz. Or I think, not Schwartz. I think they, um, Michael Woods. Remember they remember Who's they like guy? Him? Uh, Felton, right? Well, Slot yeah, running backs. Okay. All right. All right. So you got me. So, okay. So we're not so bad then because we've got um, Michael Woods. They liked him in training camp, right? So Michael Woods is going to be your number three guy. And then Felton will probably fill in as maybe a slot, right? If they need him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you got what? Yeah. David Bell. That's right. Donovan People Jones. Michael and... Woods. Demetric Felton. Yeah. Anthony Schwartz will probably get some tick. 
Well, Schwartz is uh, they put him on IR, remember, because of his concussion. Oh, yeah. That's yeah right. They put him on IR. So he's not he's not in. That's why they signed that that dude off the just recently. Let, again, mm, weird, weird, by weird. the time people hit this episode, it'll be four or five days ago. Um, so, yeah, man, I feel like um, just to kind of bring it back to Miles just for one quick second, I feel like I, I'm still having Mick. Help me here because I'm having mixed feelings about him. He gets these super high grades from pro football focus and everybody talks about how phenomenal he is. And the referees say, and the referees say, Hey man, you fight through all these holding, holding penalties. And so that's why you don't get them. But dude, for me, he disappears. He disappears at the end of the game. So, I mean, what's your, what's your quick thought on him? I, I would, I would, there are some games where he, he doesn't, I'm not going to say doesn't show up. He is graded as one of the highest double team players in the league. But I think the other problem is, is, is there's no help on the other side. So, and then we don't move miles round at all. Joe keeps him locked on one side solid. He's not moving. He's easy to scheme for. So by, by the end of the fourth quarter, I mean, and there's no pressure from the other side. It's literally just miles Garrett on that defense line. That's uh-huh. scary. And those 280 pound defensive tackles that barely help. So but he does. It, he, go ahead. Is, go ahead. Is, it, is it fair to say, sorry, is it fair to say that he's a victim of the fact that their interior defensive line is just shit? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know. I mean, in that, I mean, Clowney's not playing to the level that he is playing in. I mean, he's what? He has, he has 10 sacks right now going, in, so, yeah. going into next week. And he had, I believe, 16 last year. I think 16, 16, have somewhere around yeah, like that. So yeah. You want Clowney back next year? No, not at, no? not at the price number we're getting him at. But the question well, is – Well, I mean, if you, could, exa- if you could get him for a good price. Cheaper? Then what are we playing him? Nine mil this, this year, I believe? What if you can we- get him for like seven or eight million? I, I, mean, I take it. Because he has incentive to want to come back since um, Deshaun's going to be here from the beginning. So next year is going to be their start of their big run, right? No, next year is going to be huge. I mean, I, we, we have – they're going to have to make some adjustments, obviously, c- come this offseason. Hopefully can move some money around somewhere. Don't know how they can recoup a draft pick anyway whatsoever. But – they're definitely going to have to make some moves this off season. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays out, but um, give the man some, give the man some holding penalties, Gene Serator and all you other guys wearing the stripes, give him some flags. Damn it. He's yeah, clearly flag outside. Just he's clearly it. getting held. Give the man some flags and, and for God's sakes, give Nick Chubb the ball a little bit more. He's only going to help you out. Right. Jesus. What'd you say over 20, over 20 carries. And what are we? Undefeated. undefeated undefeated all right man well that about wraps things up thanks for helping me out thanks for being a special guest on my show i had a lot of oh, fun yeah, we'll definitely have to do it again sometime let's pray that that my partner scott makes it back in one piece from whatever assignment he's on and uh can we get this victory against cincinnati i hope we can the, the spread's five and a half that's uh not as bad as i thought it was um, do you think that's a fair spread, five and a half? Oh yeah. Okay. You think Definitely. it should be? Think it should be more? Yeah, the way they're cooking right now. I mean, they're cooking, man. Yeah. 
This is going to be a very important game. Yeah. Very well, important game. I'm nervous. Yeah, I am too. Well, on that note, once again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Let's this go Nick is Chubb. The, this, yeah, go Nick Chubb. Give him the ball. This is the Brown Notes podcast. Go Browns. Good night. Cleveland Browns, all day, all night.